black people have been fooled so long. And it's like, I ain't the smallest thing in the world, but it's like, come on, the white man made a system of politics and voting. He made that system. So obviously he's gonna make the system where you can't beat the system. You now I'm saying there's no way we're gonna vote into a bigger position to change everything. Impossible. It's set up that way. That's why so many different polls, so many different politicians, so much happened that by the time you get anybody out of in, it'll be five hundred thousand years later. It was designed mm -hmm. for that. That's why we still voting in policy and it still ain't getting nowhere. It's a fucking maze designed for us. If, if I'm the bad guy and I say I'm a designer system to move on, I'm a designer system that you can beat. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, so Bible the battle be saying, why are we sitting back letting these the white people decide our futures? Let's go in there and take them out the seats. You don't belong here. Get the fuck out the seat, throw them in the jail, <laughs> and we're gonna do it right. Sitting back, oh, they banned abortions. Let's go take all the motherfuckers out. Shut down the centers, open up new ones. <laughs> it's just that simple. But we thinking, all right, so we gonna vote. 20 some white people voted against it. How long is it gonna take to get it flipped back? EC Nation, welcome back to another episode of Embezzling Creativity. Embezzling Creativity. Yes, oh. yes, yes, yes. I am your host here, and I am also the founder of Dom Digital Media, where we connect business owners with their ideal clients and consumers through the use of videos and video podcasts. And I go by the name of Dom Witherspoon. You're done, done, mm -hmm. done, if this is your first time here, Embezzling Creativity is the place where all the ones come to congregate. It's where we turn obstacles into opportunities. It's where we share information that help one another to build our business, our mindset, and our wealth. And this episode is no different. We're going to do something a little special. We're going to do a callback to the last episode about manifesting your dream life. In this episode, we got special guest Chan C-Class Davis, who is a mogul in the making. And we're going to talk about how his manifestations has been able to shape his current lifestyle. Stick around. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> C-Class, what's going on? I'm feeling good, feeling good. What's up, world? What's up, everybody from here and across the globe? Your boy C-Class, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, baby. The Chicken Man is in the building. First of all, I want to say congrats on the 13 mil. Now, nah, I mean, you done did that. You on a crew, been around for a minute. You dig what I'm saying? I'm saying one, three. Let's go. Let's get it. Um... Tell me, well, first, first, before we dive into it, I want to uh, say, like, first, I want to let the, the the viewers know that we doing a part two to the last episode of Embezzling Creativity, which was to manifest the life that you want, manifesting your dream life, right? And in that episode, I went over three tips to actually get there. It's simple. It's not easy, which means it's condensed. It's a lot of steps that go within each one of the steps, right? So the first one was to know your why. Right. Know what you want and know why you want it and know exactly why you want whatever it is. Right. And that's going to be used to keep you moving forward when you feel like you don't want to get up in the morning, when you feel like you don't want to deal with something. You got to know exactly why you want to do it. Uh, the second thing we got into was actually asking for what you want, the universe and reinforcing that. Right. And that could come in the form of writing down a list, making a vision board, 
um, and things of that nature, basically. And the last one we got into was actually to take constant and consistent action, right? So you could ask the universe for what you want. You can know what you want and know why you want it. But if you're not taking the actions to actually make it happen, then you're never going to reach that goal. And so I wanted to talk to you because I know things been falling into place for yourself. Let me know a little bit about what's been happening. First of all, let me know what you're into and then let me know what's been happening in your life. Oh, man. My life, it went from moving slow, progressing through the process to moving real fast. You know what I'm saying? Real fast, like fast, fast. Like, let me give you an example, right? My life is moving so fast right now. What's today? Monday, I think it was Sunday or Saturday, I was out doing a video with my peoples and I had a business call, right? One business call, I'm on the phone inside the car. We talking about, you know, with Makai Fifey, we booking Makai Fifey for my film and stuff like that. When I get out the car, my man went for me with a call, with a million dollar call, but we got a film financer on the phone who financed films up to a million dollars. So that's mm-hmm. unreal. I one call with Makai Fifey peoples, another call out here about a million dollars financing some films coming from just filming on the block. So that's how- All while you're still working. While I'm still working on a video set. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. So uh, walk me through what got you to this point, because I know when I met you, you was rapping and I was running around the hood with my camera and things like that. So let me know what got you from where you were to where you are now. Um, Sacrifice. That's one. That's one mm-hmm. thing. That's the main, main thing that got me here. Like from from me, stop partying, stop hanging in the strip clubs with the girls going mm-hmm. out, just enjoying the rapper lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? That right there. Bailey, I'm on interview, right? Okay, I'm on interview. Go back to the room, baby. We had a kid, yeah. Daddy too. Add that to the resume. Yeah, <laughs> yes, so no. sacrifice. You know, I had to stop partying, save money, stuff like that. So to the point where even when my show was big, I was the only one who couldn't go out. I couldn't go to the party. I couldn't do stuff because I had the right, right, right. And I learned that all them hours I was outside hanging out, put those hours into work. It, it, it got me somewhere, you know what I'm saying? I even lost weight. I used to be like, what, 257 pounds, whatever, like that bigger. When I started filming the show, I came down like 100 pounds. Then mm. you were sacrificing food too? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be filming all day, like not eating, like just like, you know what I'm saying? Let me just put this work in, you know what I mean? All I'm thinking about is the work, nothing else. You know what I'm saying? The point, I even passed out from exhaustion. Damn. Working too hard. I done passed out to go to the hospital. They said, you just working too hard. You, the body's exhausted. Yeah, so you, we got to learn our limits in the midst of all of this. We still got to know when to chill out a little bit, take a break. And you know, I'm glad you mentioned sacrifices because I was going, I was going to uh, mention that because people think that they could just say they want something and it's just supposed to come to them, and they're supposed to, they're going to be able to live the same lifestyle they already been living. But we know changes got to be made. And uh, for me and you, we was down in Atlanta not too long ago, and it was your birthday weekend, so you had to make that sacrifice with your family. Yeah. Every day is a sacrifice, you know, you got to figure out how to balance it out. You know what I mean? Balance the good with the bad, the perfections with the imperfections, you know? Mm-hmm. And hearing your story right now, it kind of debunked the myth, the overnight success myth, right? When when people just think you came out of nowhere. You didn't get 13 million views out of nowhere. Yeah, 10 years <laughs> to make it. And, and what's so ill about that, people don't realize how you said it's right, because before I did the series, I was doing music, but the music... And the people I knew and resources helped me catapult the film. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like for me, more people for music to get them to watch the film. So yeah, it's always in the making. You know what I'm saying? Even sudden else helps make what's coming next. Like yeah. uh, I'm 10, think 12 years in. Like I was watching a video on my Facebook and I was watching people with the DJs play my song in the club. 
And this is 2013. I got a song with me and Freddie Garza. So I'm like, damn, 2013. So I've been running around for a minute. You yep. know what I'm saying? Over a decade in, and now you're an overnight success. <laughs> Maybe, right? Yeah, tell me a little bit about working with your team or whatever and maybe some of the things that they don't really understand about what you're doing and they might feel like you should be doing more or you could be doing more when you already know that you, you're doing everything and maybe they failing to step up in a way where they could actually move the needle outside of being talent. Yeah, that's definitely true. It happens all the time. And, you know, during the series, you know, the series go year by year. So every year I got to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Every year you have... The people that, how I look at it and I help me understand it better is that I came from the music industry. You know, a lot of people I bring in this show don't come from no entertainment industry. So they don't really, I don't really look at them for too much help because it's not what they really want to do. I just ask them to do a favor and it actually work for them. But mm-hmm. the ones who in it, you know what I'm saying? I really get mad because it's like, you know, I always learned that if there's somebody leading the way, follow the leader. You get what I'm saying? In right. a good way. So you'll have dudes who never did nothing and then now it's working but want to criticize how you doing it or what I should be doing or what they feel I should be doing. And I'm the leader. You're not a leader for a reason. No disrespect, but I'm the one with the plan. So I go through that a million times. Oh, you should do this or boom, you're the biggest one. You'll never listen to me. You'll, you'll never take my idea. You Oh, you big-headed. And it's not that. It's like I have a group of people that I talk to that I know have the answers for me. Yeah, I don't. So they get mad. I don't listen to them and think, oh, he don't listen to nobody. No, I do listen to people. It's just not y'all. People that's higher than me, people that know a little more than me, but I know they know what they're talking about. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I have so many people where they won't tell me, but they'll tell somebody else, oh, Clash, should have did it like this. Or, oh, if I was him, I would have. But you're not me. You know what I'm saying? I'm in this position for a reason to make these decisions. You know, and a worker decision and both decision is two different ones from two different point of views. And a lot of them, they can't understand that. And then... The bad part about it is the hood. I know, I'm just keeping front of the hood. What my hood, I can't, oh, my hood is damaged, like mentally damaged. Like, I mean, damaged to the core where it's like, a, be part of this, right? 13 million views, do all 13 million views, your name famous, all that to, to quit from it, to do nothing, to stand and work on the hood. Do you get know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. damaged that they don't recognize how good of what they have or how great they are, how much the people love them. They'd rather say, you know what? If I can't do something, how I feel do, I just quit and say, it to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Ruin a great opportunity and potentially ruin a whole thing because as a collective, it's built on a collective. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and reason why I take personal because me and my man, the other day we talked about this, like, so if you thought you could have ruined and you left, what that means? So what if you did? Mm-hmm. You didn't, but... You thought you was doing it. So it's like, how do I look at you? If you're thinking you leaving me, going to ruin my whole business, I feed my daughter and everything. And I suppose look at you the same. Luckily, I'm a great director where I keep the show going. But what if I couldn't? You know what I'm saying? Mask and gloves. Do you think they got to do it like, because I don't know, maybe seeing like somebody, maybe if you're a part of a series that got 13 million views, right? Yeah. And you still on the block, you don't really get to feel the impact of what you're actually doing. Nah, they do. They do. Let me tell you, the perks, the perks, it's crazy. Everywhere they go, like, I designed my show to the point where damn that every character has a fan base. Like, they go outside, people gonna run up to you, people gonna take your picture. Like, it's just like that, you know what I mean? It's just, everybody has that. And that was a good thing I did to give everybody that lane so we could sell our own merch individually, each character, so we don't bump heads. 
It's just the hood is so damaged, people can't take advantage of the opportunity. Like I said, they quit this or get added to me to go do nothing or do something that's so smaller, not realizing these people love you across the nation. They they love you, you know what I'm saying? But it come from a the mentality where boom, if you've been down so long or used to being nobody and you become somebody, you still got that mentality. Oh well, I just go back to being nothing. I don't care. I go back to the block. You know what I'm saying? They still got that mentality. Oh well, I don't give a fuck. I wasn't doing that before. Like, you still won't do nothing? You know what I'm saying? I ain't going back. I got this thing in place. I ain't going back. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. That's what I've been telling myself. I'm like, yo, I'm not going back. <laughs> I, I refuse to. I don't care what I got to do. And I still see, like, boom. Like, like boom. I had the, the event for Tilden Day, the big premiere, right? So, mind you, had who quit, who did cornballs. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you for a second. Let me stop you for a second. Can you explain to me what this event was? Like, for, well, for the viewers. Well, season seven, every year we do a premiere event. We do it in our neighborhood, Tilden Projects. We get the 18-foot screen out and projector. Now we bring music out. We have people perform. Have the whole neighborhood come watch themselves, watch the kids in the show. We do a whole big thing every year. You know what I'm saying? We show our microphones. People come from all over. The councilwomen come. People from the district come. Police come. You know what I'm saying? So this year we did it. And... It was a few goofballs who left the show and did dumb Even with a camera, he over there filming somebody else. But guess what happens? C class and the team, center of attraction. Everybody flocking to my, everybody. <laughs> and guess what? The who wasn't in the show, now they over there watching as spectators, recording and watching. We're supposed to be on this front line, this front floor with the mic to the world. You over there just watch like this. Like how goofy is that? You did all that just to still be there, but be on the outside looking in. Mm. Of your own shit that you helped build. Damage. Not a good look. It's not a good look. Let me rewind this a little bit. So, you made music, right? When you were making music, what was like your big, your ultimate goal? Why you was doing that? My ultimate goal was to finally get famous enough where I could put my people on and do what I really wanted, with basically having some money. You know what I'm saying? That was my ultimate goal. I feel like if I get there now, I'll be able to get enough money to do what I want. Mm. Okay, good, good, good. Now that leads me into the next thing about pivoting, right? Because I have a thing where I believe that you might start something one way and you have the ultimate goal, but you got to be able to recognize when you got to do something different. And a lot of times, once you do that something different, the ultimate goal is still the same. It's just a different route of you getting there. So how did you know to pivot from making music to developing web series? Well, pretty much I was... And it's something that somebody told me this. I didn't even know this. Dude told me, yo, you always good at reinventing yourself. I could do that. I know my man Jig from Marvis Garvey, you always go to jail a lot, stuff like that. But every time you see me, like, yo, Clash, you're doing something new. You know, I reinvent yourself. So one of my biggest um, attributes I could say is I know how to leave a burning building before it collapse. I just have that gift. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can feel when something ain't too good and know how to not make a grand escape, a grand exit properly, you know what I'm saying, into something else. So that's pretty much was me trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. But it got to be something big. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, damn. Do my story in film. Film popping right now. You know. Try. But what did you see in your life with, that made you realize music is not going to be it um, exclusively in a way that you thought it was? Because I know you're still making music. Oh, pretty much. Because um, I didn't have all the money I needed to push a record. Like, out in New York City, if you know the right people, you learn the business. Most artists think the business is you think you get hot or you think you're nice. And somebody's going to discover you and just put money into you. And these on the radio because they hot. Nah, 
everybody on the radio blogs because they spend money through PRs and promotion. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you want to get hot spinning like that, you got to spend some money. And at this time, I didn't have the money at this time, and I've been pushing music long enough. It was like, how many times do the same thing? You know what I'm saying? With the same results. So mm-hmm. I was like, yo, I got to do something different. If I don't, I'm going to do drop another single without putting up behind it. Like, I couldn't. It's like, yo, it's my last straw. Let's go for this. You know what I'm saying? Let's just go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go is the name of the web series for those of you who, who don't know. Yeah, let's go. A new vintage story. See, so get it? It's a new vintage story. You're like, how the f- is a new vintage story? Vintage old is new. Watch it. You'll figure it out. Need a trusted source to help you launch your podcast? Dom Digital Media. Need different budget options? Dom Digital Media. Need this information all in one place? Dom Digital Media. Don't allow the many gear options, prices, and your lack of experience to make you feel overwhelmed. Be like me and avoid all these issues by signing up at domdigital.com slash podcasting and do it today. Did 50 Cent inspire you? Now I ask this because, you know, 50 came out with his with, with uh, power and that's how he was using, that's what he was using to push his music at one point. He stole that. He stole that. He stole that. He stole that from you? Nah, not from me. He stole it from the YouTubers. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, power came out in 2014. Money and Violence mm-hmm. came out in 2014. Money and Violence actually came out before Power. You know what I'm saying? Money and Violence went viral and all that stuff like that. So if you, if you think about it, if anybody watched this, tell them to go back, right, to 2014 and see what TV show they had that was from the hood. It was none. After The Wire died, The Corner, that was it. It got revived back with Money and Violence, The Respect Life, Prodigy, and Let's Go. Then from there, what you start to see? You see Wu-Tang. You see... Um, all these shows, Godfather Hall, you know what I'm all these shows coming out with project stories, you know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the good shit on YouTube, we just ain't had a budget. So 50 Cent inspired <laughs> me in the sense of to be a big time film director with a lot of projects. Like, he inspired me, like, you could make a lot of projects doing film, you know what I'm saying? Like that. Because when I first did mine, I already had a plan to put my music in there and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. my whole goal wasn't to be a, a rapper in the show because I felt like that was too cliche for me to be a rapper in it also. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm rapping the show, but you hear my music. All right. Um, I, w- I want to talk talk a little bit more about pivoting. You did because you went for the music exclusively. You developed your web series, but I think you don't really speak enough about you know the fact that you have more than a YouTube channel. Yes, you have the community, but outside of that, your YouTube channel is a network. You have multiple shows. You hop on. You do your live. Show. It's a lot going on that that's feeding a lot of different people. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that. Um, so pretty much, I got the Bullet to the Ballot, another web series, and I have a podcast I do called FCC TV, which is called For the Creatives of the Culture. And I felt like a lot of us creatives don't really have outlets. Like I said, they get on a lot of websites. You need money, you got to pay. So mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, I need to do some kind of platform to help get the people voice out there who do stuff, who's unheard of, whose stories need to be heard. So that's pretty much why I did the, um, the podcast, just to help other people. And on the Bullet of the Ballot, that's my pro-black show. It's another side of how I feel about, you know, what's going on in the country and how I feel it should be handled through the eyes of Malcolm X, you know, and our ancestors. And, um, yeah, I'm a person who's multi-talented. I don't know how I got like this. I don't know. I guess it, it came from having nobody else to help. And so I had to just yep. do stuff like that. And then once you get a channel like that, you have to keep it up now. So that's the hard part, up keeping a channel now when you're by yourself. Starting it by yourself, it gets easier, but finishing it, it gets harder. Right now, 
I probably got interviews that I still got to upload, but I still got interviews that still getting on me comments. So it's like, I still got to edit, still got to do that. And I still got to work on an album right now, meet mm-hmm. the FCC. So it don't stop. I don't even know. I don't even know. It don't stop. I, I share, I share your shows. Like I tell you, I don't really watch Let's Go and it's not cause. You need to watch Let's Go. No, I Let, watch, me I watch Let me tell you this, right? Let me tell yeah. you. And this, and this is what I, I went through. I saw a few episodes, just for the record. This is what I went through majority of my career, right? I'm going to give you this spill right here quick, fast. I'm going to drop the tea on the people they can understand. So a lot of people, when they hear web series, I went through this a lot. They think of what first come to their mind, what they think of web series is, oh, it's from the projects, oh, I already saw it all, I know what it is, I live there, <laughs> you can't tell me nothing like that. And I get that, people hear that. But everything is different. It's like Sam unsigned artist. So I'm not hot because I'm unsigned. Oh, you heard of unsigned artists in the world? No. But mm. the difference between my show, other show is that people gravitate to my show, they love my show. It's not like, it's like not a show you just watch for laughs. Like people love it. Like I got 13 million views, but they love like a hundred million. Like there's a grandfather hit me up. I do your handshake with my son. His mother's hit me up. Like, yo, me and my daughter went through this. So people don't watch it, but like, listen, you're missing out because it's more than just some show in the hood. Now I mean it's, you're gonna see, you're gonna love, you're gonna cry. You're gonna be like, damn, that's my mom right there. That's my aunt. I went through that. You know what I'm saying? It's like watching reality in real time, just say you sitting outside and just watching it. And that's why I love my show so much because it touched their hearts. It ain't just Always oh, comedy. I got 13 million views. They love me. I got 100 million because it mm-hmm. touched the heart. And that's what I learned from Jay Z. He said, First, I had their ears. Now I have their heart. See, a lot of people yep. realize that. This is why my show is better. Think about it. My show have no celebrities. None. No celebrities. You know how many shows got celebrities, love and hip hop, rap stars, and all that? And guess what? I got more views than all of them. Because talk that my talk. shows connect with their heart. You know what I'm saying? Talk Different. That talk. Like, People hit me up all day with messages with their grandkids, their daughters, their aunts. Like, yo, we love y'all. We connect with your auntie, Miss Siobhan. You know what I mean? Auntie Pam. Like, so it's deeper than that. That's why I love it because it touched the kid's heart, the people's heart. You know what I'm saying? Even the lady. I'm going to tell you this. Boom. I'm outside until then. The lady woke up to us. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love y'all. Yo, I got to give y'all some money. Y'all just do so good. I give y'all some money. <laughs> she went to the ATM. She took out $180. She gave us $60 each just for ourselves. And I said, Miss, how you watch that show? She said, my son put me on to it. My son, eight years old, he watched this show, and I wouldn't have wow. like this. He's like, no, Ma, you got to watch them again, because they got mad series, got mad episodes. And she watched it and fell in love to the point where she don't know us, but said, I got to give you money. Who walks up to somebody wow. that don't know and gives them money? All three of us, here, here. I have to give y'all something, because what I do so good. That support. That ain't just a regular show. You know right. what I'm saying? That touched her hard enough to say, I'm going to give you money. I don't even know y'all. That's a fact. That's That's a a train. Give me a little class. Y'all doing? Y'all doing? I'm going to the hood. Yo, we go thirty dollars. Yo, yo, son, get y'all bottle. Just do y'all, man. I love y'all. That ain't normal. People just give me money. It's not. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you, class. I I rock with everything that you do, man. I share your content, and I be like, get. Sometimes you scare me. Be like, yo, class is a dangerous man. Like the stuff that he's putting out, and from the shows to your live streams and what you talking about, and you know. Would you consider yourself to be a revolutionary? Hell yeah. You heard what Dick Gregory said? He said, listen, he said, once the universe pick you, it's dangerous. Because once you put the glasses on, you can't take them back off. You mm-hmm. got to wear them every day. And there's rules that come with this. And I'm happy it chose me. We need dangerous. people like this. Where everybody going to sit behind and just watch everything happen, not do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Somebody got to talk. You know? And yeah. the ones who do that make history, change history. It's just how it go. You know what I'm saying? If Martin Luther King and Malcolm X ain't step up, history will never change. Regardless if they died or not, it still changed history for us down the line. 
know? So I, I don't appreciate know what you. chosen to do for, but we'll <laughs> do it. Yeah. Hey, it's all these, it's all the steps that you take that's gonna add up, and one day you're gonna be like, all right, this is this all was for. I get it now. I get it now. And you know what? I kind of want I'm gonna touch on uh the bullet to the ballot. Can you tell me a little bit about that web series? Oh, the bullet to the ballot and the title. Hold on, baby. The bullet to the ballot, the title is the bullet to the ballot, so it's the third coming. The first coming was the bullet or the ballot by Malcolm X, and then Caliber Hammer came the bullet to the bullet, like that, straight shooting you, you know what I mean? I came the bullet to the ballot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Basically be bringing the guns into the fucking White House. Because in the day, black people been fooled so long, and it's like, I ain't the smartest in the world, but it's like, come on, the white man made a system of politics and voting. He made that system, so obviously he's gonna make a system where you can't beat the system. You know what I'm saying? There's no way we're gonna vote into a bigger position to change everything. Impossible. It's set up that way. That's why so many different polls, so many different politicians, so much happened. But by the time you get anybody out of in, it'll be 500,000 years later. It was designed mm -hmm. for that. That's why we still voting in policy and it still ain't getting nowhere. It's a fucking maze designed for us. If, if I'm the bad guy and I say I'm gonna design a system to move on, I'm designing a system that you could beat. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, so Bible the ballot be saying, why are we sitting back letting these white people decide our futures? Let's go in there and take them out the seats. You don't belong here. Get the fuck out the seat, throw them in the jail, <laughs> and we're gonna do it right. Sitting back, oh, they banned abortions. Let's go take all the motherfuckers out. Shut down the centers, open up new ones. It's just that simple. But we thinking, all right, so we're gonna vote. 20 some white people voted against it. How long is it gonna take to get it flipped back? Like, come on now. Mm -mm. So that's what the battle is about. It's about, you know, Malcolm X, Khalid Muhammad, the Black Panther Party ideals being put into fruition. See, I'm telling you this Black people are foolish. They're foolish. They're foolish. Oh, my goodness. They, they, I'm telling you why they're foolish. Because they follow the, the, the Malcolm sayings, all that sayings. But the bull, the ballot come on. It's like, what? Everything you 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 believe in, this is what they believed in. So, what the fuck? Y'all scared? See, or what? Because think about it. If you love Malcolm X, this is what he believed in. Malcolm X never preached no peace. So what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm only finishing his breakfast. The Black Panther Party, they pull up in front of the, the Capitol with guns. They shot out. They kill cops. Look at what They kill police. I'm not doing them a fence day breakfast. So what's wrong with me? Y'all love Huey. Y'all love Fred Hampton. All I'm doing is finishing their breakfast. Hmm. What y'all scared of? It was, I mean, women were shooting. Asada Shakur, you know what I mean? A bunch of women were shooters on the front line for Black America, for the Black Liberation Army, which is called BLA. But everybody could put their fists up for them, but what you gonna put your fists up for them? Mm -hmm. You can't believe in Malcolm X and, and, and be a... It just don't work that way. <laughs> you can't say I rep... You know what I'm saying? Because they represented fighting back by any means. That's his quote, by any necessary. So either you're gonna be Malcolm or you're gonna sit with the white people. That's it. Damn. And the ballot was starting to bring awareness to the people, whether people like it. I had mad hate. I had white people in my inbox. My mom starting race wars. I had white kids. But I'm telling you the illest part about it. See, what people don't realize, why black people are so soft. Because the illest thing about it was I had a white lady in my inbox. And she told me, she said, your film, I got this. I still got it on my phone. I'm going to post it one day. Your film is perfect. She said, yo, I was watching this quote. And the quote said, if your enemy Throw um, pills at you, you throw pills at you. But if your enemy throw rocks, you throw rocks. Enemies throw guns, you shoot guns back. She said, Listen, you fight enemies, you're pressing how they fight you. Mm -hmm. So a white person is telling me my show's right because if you're pressing, kill me, why not shoot back? But the black man will tell me, Oh, you radical. Oh, you dangerous. Oh, this. But the white people telling me, No, if somebody throw rocks at you, what you gonna throw back? A pillow? You're gonna throw a rock back. They shoot you, you're gonna shoot back, right? 
So I know I ain't doing nothing wrong. It's just too many scary Negroes. <laughs> nah, you is dangerous. The way I say dangerous, I don't think it's the way that you just meant it. You a dangerous man, and I support it for real. That's like my favorite show you got on the network. Honestly, Big game. Look, Irv Gotti just got a hundred million dollar deal. He got a new season of Tales coming out, and the first episode of Tales is Fight the Power. Mm. And it's a new, it's a new web series on Netflix right now. I forgot the name of it, but it's about black people running inside the courthouse doing a white cop trial shooting a black kid. This is now. I put blue the ballot out a year and a half ago. So what that say? My content is relevant. Yep. And it's ahead of its time. Exactly. That's what I that's why I say you're dangerous. That's what I think makes you dangerous. Because you might be saying, you say all the things publicly that we might be thinking internally that we might not want to say out loud in front of the masses. You dig? And that's why I support what you're doing because you know, everybody got a role to play. Yeah, I'm the voice. I take yeah. that. Everybody got a role to play. Back in 2020, I accidentally watched the uh, the video. I didn't. I When I tell you it was an accident, it was an accident. I accidentally watched the video of this guy murdering George Floyd. Right? It was in that moment that I realized this is a spiritual battle. You dig? It's not... It's not really on its, and if we think that it's here on this playing field, then we already losing. That's why we're losing, because we don't really understand. It's more than what's going on here on this earth. You dig what I'm saying? It's it's deeper than that. And so, even in those moments, I realize when everybody going out marching, they talk about this BLM stuff. What is BLM? Like, and I'm looking at my people, and I feel sorry for my people. You dig? And then on top of that, I saw like it's like video clips of helicopters looking down, and then you see the masses of folks marching. Versus the amount of cops who's supposed to be subduing them or taming them or whatever the case may be. And when you realize how many numbers we actually have, if we was all there mentally the way that we needed to be there mentally, we won't have these battles. It's already over. Yeah. But we ain't, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't where we supposed to be at. And we need voices like you to, to help to bring us together to shed light on what we need to be doing moving forward. Even if we don't agree with you 100%, we still need to be able to do that. This is the problem right with black folks. And this is another problem. We don't know how to ride together. Mm-hmm. Everybody has opinion. We don't know how to say, you know what? Like my man Q, my man Q, brother, he got the school over there. You think I'm son? Q is me on steroids. He don't have white <laughs> friends. He don't like nothing. He don't like nothing <laughs> white. Like he don't give. He don't play that. But he got a school, hundred students, two schools, kids shooting STEM, all that good. Shit. Take him out shooting range, all that. But my thing is with him. I don't believe everything he's saying. That's my brother. Mm-hmm. See, we can't do that. Black people can't do that. Oh, I don't agree with him. All right, I don't agree with him, but I'm standing with him. I might do everything he said, but I'm standing with him. If he want to ride, I'm riding. You know what I'm saying? We can't do that. Oh, I don't agree with all his plans, so that I'm do this. That's our problem. We can't stand by. We ain't got to agree with everything. But the main goal that's to, to accomplish is to get rid of supremacy. You know what I'm saying? And our problem is we have good leaders. It's just that too many people, oh, oh he said this, and I don't agree with that. Oh, he a Catholic, or he this. Listen, the goal is to do this. And once we learn how to push to the side and ride, we could win, but it's always this or, or he does this or, or, or I don't like he said about this or he said about that. Like, what are we going to do? Argue about that or go take care of this business. Because <laughs> while we arguing, they still killing us in the streets. They still passing laws that goes against us directly. All that is still happening while we fighting with each other. One thing they did, and I watched learn they did is no matter Jews, white, Asian, Italian, Russian, all of them don't like each other, but they got one silent rule. Don't let us get ahead. They come together go. for that. None of them they like each other. They go to war, they beef, but they all know, don't let us get ahead. Yep. See, they, they come together. We can't come together like, all right, we like each other, but we can't let them get ahead. Now nah, we just scrambling, arguing. They know that. Uh-uh, let them get ahead. 
we don't like each other, but we're going to stay, keep the industries. I'll send <laughs> to China to make it. I'll send to here to make it. I'll send there, but no, no black factories. No, no, no. Even other cultures, like, they'll say to us, like, to our face or whatever the case may be, I came here from this country. We was able to accomplish this, that, and the third. What's your excuse? And, you know, this, I think, you know, we don't have, we don't have a, we don't have solid culture. We don't have that unity. Like, even when they come from other countries over here, they make sacrifices. All right, we're going to start this family business. You're not going to get paid. You're not going to get paid, but you're going to show up every day on time like this is your company. And then once we make enough money. Somebody that goes again, like I said, some people saying, I'm a ride. Other niggas, I ain't getting paid. Or this, getting up, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? It yep. goes, I'm a ride regardless of what, I'm a ride. You know what I'm saying? But in the hood or everything else, oh, I ain't talking your son. He ain't paying nobody. Think he getting paid and stuff. Yo, he ain't doing this. Let's go tell somebody else. Yo, some yo, yo. Y'all feeling this too? You heard this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and a group of hate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, look, look, look. Let's let's really listen a little bit before you get me banned, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come and be a guest on Embezzling Creativity. The podcast is really. It's for us. It's for us to build community. It's for us to share our knowledge and experiences. And it's for us to really push to keep our resources flowing within a tribe. Ideally, we'll have some business owners and entrepreneurs step up, some free thinkers, and we'll also have some members that are traditional and non-traditional teachers step up to enlighten us on what they've learned over the years. All the information is available at embezzlingcreativity.com. Let me learn a bit about you and what you would like to share with the tribe. Oh yeah. I'm down, by the way. It's all love. Embezzling creativity, fool. So, the web series, Bullet to the Ballot, right? I know it was originally supposed to be a film, right? Tell me about the pivot, why you made the pivot to actually chop it up and make it into a web series. Um, well, pretty much, it was a film, and it came back to film again. I said about the actor, but I want to make a series because I want to give people more time to digest it. I know it was new, you know what I'm saying? And I and I knew that it was so different because at the time it came out, it was nothing in the world out there like it, period. You know what I'm saying? So I knew that it'd be hard for people to catch on to it if you're not into that. So I said, if I make it smaller and shorter, give people more time to catch on. You see 47 minutes of new shit. Everybody looking to watch 40 minutes of some brand new shit they heard of. <laughs> Especially they ain't black powers. Like, I don't know if this class got for class putting up, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that. Or so 20 minutes, uh, give people a chance to digest it and it stretch it longer, which gives it more time for people to love it. I learned that through my series. What I learned about series is that if you put them on a little bit longer, it gives people more time to digest it and fall in love with your character instead of having a series come on five episode six and it's over. They saw you, they heard you, boom. But if they like this, people watching me every week for months, no damn near a year, changed my life. Because now you see somebody every week, every week. You feel like you damn near you know them. How you mm-hmm. talk, how you walk, you know what I mean? Show them his face, you know what I'm saying? Like that. So I felt like Try to use that formula with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then it came back to a movie because I got a distribution deal. You know what I mean? Distribution deal with Homestead Entertainment out in California. You know, co-founder Bob Johnson of BT. Congrats. You know, Armstrong, Miss Melanie, some big people out there. So they only distribute movies. They got Dame Dash. They got a bunch of movies. So for me to do that, I had to put it back in movie form to get it distributed. So now it's on Tubi. It's going to be in a bunch of the websites and platforms and stuff like that. Mm. So will what it be a tool? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's it. Well, I need some more money. That's what mm. because the things I really want to do, like you know, what I'm saying it's gonna you know, make you more mad. I need a more money budget <laughs> to 
do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to execute more cops. I got to pay for more white people to be cops. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. I get this might mess around be the last episode of embezzling creativity. Messing with you, man. Go, you go, you safe. I ain't gonna hold you. What I really like about the show, like one of the things, one of the concepts I like about it was the idea of us having our own currency because, um, you know, you know, they say our dollar leaves the leaves our community as soon as we get it, basically. And one of the things I think it don't account for is the fact that we don't own anything. So if we own some stuff, maybe it'd be a little different. Maybe if we own the grocery store, we'll keep our dollars a couple times because we got to eat. Right. Yeah. Maybe if we own the God thing, or I don't know, the parking garage or whatever. I don't know, whatever we pay. If we own the buildings that we living in, we'll be able to keep our dollars a little longer. You dig what I'm saying? And so I really like the idea of having a currency that you can only spend with us because that's the way that we're going to be able to really make our money and make an impact. Because like you said, you want to do something. You, you got the vision for it, but you don't have the funds for it. You dig? If you had the funds for it, if you had the funds to, to actually bring your vision to life, it's a whole different story. It's a whole new world that we live in. And how do you think we should go about coming together? Because, you know, folks like to do makeup. You know, I'm not knocking that. Like, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. But if you're doing it just to make some money, you can find something else to do that's going to support us all. You dig? So how do you think we come together to actually keep our dollars in our community? I mean, pretty much, I'm still pushing a bullet to the ballot in the sense of the blueprint. You know what I'm saying? You see how you caught on to that. So if we get more people to watch it, more people catch on, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people got minds, a lot of people got money. It's just somebody got to spark the idea. Because I can mm-hmm. spark the idea and then somebody can actually put it together. He can make a machine and a money machine where I right, all the stores got this fight machine. You know what I'm saying? I can't mm-hmm. do that. I'm just trying to spark the mind of the people. And remember, there's a show on YouTube, so it can spark the mind of somebody in Mississippi, Texas, and who knows? He could get his friends like, yo, look, let's, let's do start doing this. And the UK? Could, yeah, exactly. You can build little small pockets of people doing it. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the show was basically to build a blueprint to show us how we could win against them. You know what I'm saying? to show us a blueprint of way how we come together with mercenaries, we got stores, we got doctors, how things we should have. So I'm trying to get people a full see of what it is because you could talk to people, they could hear you, but showing people is different, like a map of how we could win against these people, how we could come together and win with each other. And that's what Blue the Battle was trying to, was supposed to do, is be that blueprint, visual blueprint for all of us. That's what I'm trying to keep pushing to get more views, get it out there so people could really see what I'm trying to do. Because a lot of these other shows, I'm going to tell you, these black shows, that that do stuff dealing with racism they only deal with the racism part they don't deal with fixing us how we can get mm-hmm. the show the cops the murders and the emotions that go through it in the trial but they don't show any economic building with us i the cop go to jail all right we still in poverty the hood's still the same right? <laughs> ain't that change <laughs> yeah exactly you know what i'm saying so both the battles trying to show how we can make change on our own you know what i'm saying and then mm-hmm. it, it, it reminisces with the ancestors malcolm x Calvin because there's a reason why they did what they did for the transcendental people like me. You know what I'm saying? To keep their name alive, they're not here. You know what I'm saying? Then for me, the people watch me and keep their name alive and keep it going because think about it. If I didn't do this film about them, there's nothing else like this. People young me can watch it and realize who Khalil Muhammad is and Malcolm X is and and Ogun is. Ogun is a is a um, African. I mean, Yoruba tribe leader, a uh, war and medals and the Orishas. You know what I'm saying? Nobody mm-hmm. put the Orishas in the movie and our roots stuff like that. So it's giving them something. To look upon and our ancestors it's been what hundred maybe thousand years ago could they imagine hundred thousand years ago a kid named chan davis from brownsville is, is mentioning old gun and then the pyramids and orishas you know what i'm saying like i'm keeping a name alive keeping our legacy of who we was alive for the future because i can be here forever but the film will i think like with that i remember being younger 
or whatever. And I might have heard like Nazir. I like Nas. I might have heard him say something like, you know, our history don't be, our history did not begin in 1619. And I didn't understand that until a little later. You know, I wasn't supposed to understand it then, but I didn't understand until a little later that where we come from is so much greater than what's being taught in schools. But at the same time, you can't get mad at them for teaching it because it's their system. Of course, they're going to teach that to you. Right. It's up to us. A lot of parents still send their kids to school and they come back and they do their homework, but they don't do no learning inside the crib. Like there's no intentional teaching about who you are as a person, where you come from. You dig what needs to be done so we can get to where we need to be. And I really I want to uh, I want to ask you. Because I think a lot of people are just selfish, um, even if they don't realize that they're selfish in their behavior, it shows that they're selfish. Like, if I'm not going to benefit off of this, then I'm not going to make the sacrifices to move us forward, right? So what what makes you be willing to, what, make, what allows for you to be willing to put yourself out there on a line where you know harm can come your way, when you have a family and harm could come their way simply because of the messaging that you're putting out? What makes you say, you know what, it's worth it? Because that's part of the history. That's part of shaping who you are. It's part of shaping the culture, you know what I'm saying? Regardless, part of shaping your family. Well, as you go today, tomorrow, what you did is going to change them. They're going to look at what you did. It's, they're going to be different people. You know what I'm saying? So this part of history is part of the, the books. You know what I'm saying? How it was written, you know? So if you got to go down in the blaze of glory, that's going to be your story. You know what I'm saying? But that story is going to have your daughter and them being revolutionaries and understanding why daddy went out so hard. And they might be the next people to change the world. But without that happening, they might not be that. You know what I'm saying? Or the person younger to you that saw your story step up to the plate like, yo, nah, that dude, Chan, whoever he was, he was a leader, you know what I'm saying? We need to do that too. You know what I'm saying? And that's how history changes and keep going. If not, it's gonna stay the same. So I'm like, you know what I mean? This table history books is what it is because she's gonna still have a powerful daddy in the world, you know what I'm saying, to look up to and still love him, you know what I'm saying? And, and mimic after, you know what I mean? So it is what it is. That's what it's supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? So tell me, what are what are some of the things that keep you moving forward when when you don't feel like getting out of bed? Pretty much knowing that. Failure is my fear. Now, I don't fear death. I don't feel, you know what I mean? I feel failure, you know what I'm saying? I feel failure. So if I die, not even die, I mean, my father just fell in period. Like me just quitting and being a regular person, that's failure to me. You get what I'm saying? That's my motivation to get up, you know what I mean? To tell myself who I was supposed to be and make it happen. You get what I'm saying? Because I know my who I was supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? I'd be more stressed out knowing that I'm not him. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, I feel you. you know what I mean? nah, I feel you. Like, boom, gives right? As a kid, I grew up, watched a lot of dudes in the hood rap. You know what I mean? Older dudes, BT, did Hot 97, shit like that, but they never made it nowhere. And to see that, is, 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 it's not sad, sad, but it's like, you can see his face, you know what I'm saying? Like, he don't want to do this. He don't want to be back in the hood regular, you know what I'm saying? Like, because doing that, had dreams. He was almost there, you know what I'm saying? And everybody, Yo, what, the music, what the music, how you doing? Then it fade away, my sentence about no more, you just blend in like regular, like, that's my worst fear, that becoming me. Like, you know, I was hot trying to do it in, you know what I'm saying? He just faded to black. You know what I'm saying? But he's still around. He's just a regular now. I'm like, nah, hell no. Hell no. Ain't it? I do this forever. Nigga. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I keep I keep saying that. I'm like, it's the get rich or die trying. It's like, I'm not going to stop until I get to where I want to be. Yeah. You failed the moment you stop doing what you're supposed to be doing. Hell yes. I'm like, and then my, my family, my kid, you know, I got kids, son and daughter. So, you know, they got to have it all. You know what I'm saying? That's the motivation. Right. When when did you realize that you was different? I never did. you did. realize that? I just started realizing it, like, maybe two years ago. Like that, a year or two ago. What happened? Um, 
just being around people, just being around, just noticing, you know what I mean, differences in you, like, you know what I'm saying? People talking to you, telling you certain stuff about yourself, you know what I'm saying? Because like I told you before, when we spoke personally, like, I never had an image of myself. I never looked at myself as anything. I just was doing it. So me, I used to get mad at people feel certain ways. Then I had to realize, like, like, boom, all right. Just being, like you said, getting up, just being able to get up and be motivated and do stuff, I never knew that was a gift. I thought that was normal. But no, being self-motivated, like I don't need nobody to motivate me. Nobody got to tell me nothing. I'm good. Like that, I didn't know that. That's a gift in itself. Whether you do good with that or not, you know what I'm saying? That's just in itself is a gift. And I didn't know that. So I was thinking, these guys ain't doing something. They don't have that gift. You know what I'm saying? People don't have that gift. I didn't know it was a gift. Until I started seeing stuff, people started telling themselves, yo, you got this, you do that. I'm like, because you, you you do match, but you don't pay no mind. Somebody's your class. You do this, you do this, you do this. How do you do that? I'm like, I do all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just do this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Do like, it, yeah. I just do it. I don't know. So that's when I started realizing, like, nah, I'm different in some way. You know what I'm saying? I'm different. I may have a gift. You know what I'm saying? I knew my gift was creativity, and I was limiting it by not doing film, just music and clothes and business like that. And now my biggest thing I tell people when I meet them, like, don't limit your creativity. You know what I mean? It's because if you do clothes, you might get design cars. You know what I'm saying? You might get design buses. You know what I'm saying? The graffiti on the buses or the art. You know what I'm saying? Don't limit yourself to just doing album covers or just doing pictures. You know what I'm saying? Don't limit your creativity. You know what I mean? It's all in the realm of creativity. So, like a dude, he was a rapper. He fell over being a rapper, but now he's a manager, a famous manager. You're still in the entertainment business. You're still doing what you love. Might not be in the same role, but you're still in the business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, don't be afraid to have to take a different role, but it's still under the realm of what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like me, rappers took a back seat, more acting, you know what I'm saying? And I accepted, you know what I'm saying? People got to learn that it's going to come different for you. You never know and, and be ready for it. Because I wasn't ready, honestly, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't ready for it at first. I was scared, you know what I mean? Of myself on camera. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, I realized it. That's the strength of pivoting. That's the strength of pivoting. You got to know when to bust a move as long as you still get into where you want to go where you need to be at um all right so look what would you tell somebody who might be lacking in that that motivation who might have a vision or they might not have the vision and they, they want they know they want to do something but they don't know what to do or how to do it or where to get started to find out exactly what they're supposed to be doing what advice can you give to that person get the ball rolling once the ball rolls it's gonna fall in place. You know what I'm saying? Trust the process. Ti told me this. Me and Ti had a got to a face to face at the Maserati dealership. You know what I mean? I was trying to get on. I was talking to him. He was in a bad mood, whatever. He just told me get money, get money, go through the process. You know what I mean? Like trying to give you a CD, told you to my get money. Everybody know that. So trust the process. Like it might not like it's gonna work, but you have to get started. Just do it. You know what I'm saying? Just do it. Don't worry about if you ain't got if it's if you need ten pieces, you got seven. Still, just do it. You get what I'm saying? Because the hardest part is is, is 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 feeling like it's not going to happen. Don't worry about it happening. Just do it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I tell everybody, just do this. Because living testament, if I, if I would have went to film school or whatever like that, or felt like I needed a DP, all this equipment, I wouldn't do what I did. I only had one camera and one mic, and I just went and did it. Didn't know nothing. You know what I mean? So just go for it. But when you go for it, Always strategize and plan. It ain't it ain't no <laughs> it ain't no whim. Nothing is a whim. You have to plan it properly. That's it. I tell them just do it. You know what I'm saying? Play, but plan it properly, you know what I'm saying? With purpose. And don't do it for fame. Don't do nothing for fame. Do it because you want to do it. You feel like this is gonna be a great project. The fame is gonna come with it. Trust the process and enjoy the journey. 
All right. You got you got any last things before we get up out of here for you for your people that's that's watching right now? For our people that's watching right now. Um, well, definitely go subscribe. We need subscribers. Go to youtube.com slash let's go for life and subscribe. And um, the number for our people, four. number four. That's right. Only I can say this drop for y'all is just, just be a little nicer if you can and try to help somebody if you can. You know what I'm saying? It's all right. You know what I'm saying? That's my best thing. Just be a little nicer and try to help if you can. You know what I'm saying? I think that would help out a lot. Everybody, pass that around. <laughs> Class, I want to thank you for 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 popping up. Now I mean to embezzle some creativity with us all, man. I really appreciate your mind, your mindset, the way you move, your discipline. You know what I'm saying? The resources that you're able to create. You create. You are a resource. You know what I mean? And I really do appreciate that. I know the burden of having a product or a service that can help your tribe, but not having a bullhorn loud enough for them to hear it. Together, we can solve that problem with video. Video is the tool needed to amplify your message, get in front of the right audience, and to scale your business. I wanna help you to develop and implement these assets so that you can get the greatest return on your investment. It all starts with the digital business card. Visit DimeDigital.com and submit the discovery form. I'll see you soon. Wow, wow, wow. That was a lot of information. A lot of gems was dropped along the way. And I want to say a special thank you to C-Class for popping up, you know, for showing out, for, for dropping those gems. Um, thank you all as well for sticking around this episode of Embezzling Creativity. I am your host here, and I am also the founder of Dime Digital Media, where we connect business owners with their clients through the use of videos and video podcasts. And I go by the name of Dime Witherspoon. Yes, 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 yes. And I want you all to remember, the goal is to turn obstacles into opportunities. So if you were able to take anything at all away from this episode, please share with a friend who may be able to take something away from it as well. And as usual, it's all love. And this is Embezzling Creativity. Embezzling Creativity, fool.